0: What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we're here to talk all things power. We are here to discuss book four, episode six, Here There Be Monsters, season two. Uh, I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is it's Carlos D. What's going on? Not much, man. Just out here making it. We're doing our best to get back to our regularly scheduled program, at least for the rest of this uh, season. Um, We got one episode now. We got four more to go. Um, How have you been? Can't complain, man. We're just here watching TV and and talking about it. So I'm good, man. Good deal, good deal. Uh, So here we're we're here to talk about this episode, six, Here There Be Monsters. Um, Pretty much... Dealing with the fallout um, of the previous week's episode, I mean, obviously they all are, but there were a lot of big implications in episode five, uh, more specifically for those of you who, you know, maybe we're just following along. Uh, we we did sort of a, a first half of the season recap as opposed to our episode by episode. But uh, last week ended with Walter Flynn going down, uh, Polly unfortunately going down, jenard practically... On his way to, if not at Rock Bottom. Um and uh some other moves here and there. Oh, D Mac getting shipped off. I did look it up in the um I, I had to pause it in the previously on. He was at a youth academy. So they did send him away to like sort of like a boarding school, who knows where. Um but uh we're we're here to talk about pretty much the outcome of all of that. Um, any expectations going into this particular episode? No, not really. I, I mean, I figured they were going to the top, of course, the loose ends with the flans and how we can keep those people heavily engaged without the support of their father. And I think they did a good job of doing that. I'm really more invested in the Vic story than the Claudia story. Cause I feel like they really don't give her a strong direction of the way she's going. Um, like they, you know, we'll talk about when we get to the particular scenes, but a lot of this is like talking about how she's on her own now how she doesn't really have the support of her father, of course, cause he's dead and her brother's pulling his support. How does she still navigate this? Like, what does she offer the other characters on this show to keep her engaged? Um, and I don't know if they did the best job of kind of setting up her future so far. So, but we'll, we'll talk about this. We kind of get digging into the episode. Indeed. What about you? Um, Pretty much the same. I was just curious to see where we were going to go from here. Uh, some of the things that we're going to discuss um i was cool with but then there were a few there were a few occurrences in here i was just like what why Mm -hmm. um and i think it's just one of those things where and i i don't want to come down hard but it's just like some of it with just power in general we've kind of come to expect but the disappointment comes from me wanting to see better execution with some of these decisions um i'm in no way you know a writer Um, i'm not even a professional critic it's just i think i'm old enough and i've watched enough you know tv and, and a lot of different things that i feel like to a degree some of these things in this day and age uh can some of these things can be avoided and some of these things, I feel like we shouldn't have to sacrifice uh, nuance and smooth transitions for for shock value and pace. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I'm just a guy, again, watching TV with an opinion. Um, again, love the show. It's just, you, you know, we, we want better for it. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah, man, let's get it. Here lies Walter Flynn. Missing half of his face, uh, Claudia with the crocodile tears had mm-hmm. me going for a second there. Um, but you know, pretty much gives him the 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 spitting on his grave of like, hey, I didn't want this. Mm-hmm. You this know, you fault. forced my hand. Yeah, this is on you. This, right. this is. I just wanted to be by your side, and it was literally the last thing you wanted. So here we are. Right. The only thing I got in the scene was. Does he get like a full check to just lay there being a dead body? I, or like, that I be wonder how bonus. that works. I feel like that should be a bonus. Because like you don't want to see him half your face blown off. I'm gonna, was that even really him or they use like a dummy? I wonder. I couldn't they really probably, tell. They probably put like a little green screen patch on his eye and yeah. just like, you know, go back in and digitally remove it. Right. Um just curious, to you know, like when you just playing a dead body, even if you were a main, like I, I'm assuming if you were playing like a dead body in like a random Law and Order, you probably just get whatever the little minimum is. But if you like was a main character and then you die and show up as like a ghost or a dead body, because we saw a ghost in this episode too. Yes, we. Did. I wonder if you get like a decent check for that, or you just get like a pro pro, pro rated check. We'll we'll never know. But that's what I was thinking. This thing. I mean, like we know she was fake. I mean, maybe in the beginning maybe she was like, okay, she do got some remorse. But Claudia is full on out against her family. She's only out for herself. And I think it's more than justifiable. She begged her father over and over just to let her be a part of it. She didn't want to be the boss. She didn't want to take over. She just wanted him to love her and accept her. And he refused to do it. So why should she be mad? Uh For one, she plotted it. So you can't really be mad when you're the, when you're the person that killed it. But even sometimes people do when they do our part of killing somebody, they still feel like some major remorse and regret. But I understand why she didn't. Um, this woman, like you said, has been trying to just get appreciation and love from her father. Uh, Probably her, definitely for the two seasons we've been watching, but probably her entire life. And he just won't give it to her. And it's not because she isn't capable or smart or cunning. It's only because she's a woman. Um yeah. So I would feel like that too. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not like she was really asking for that much. Just basic parent child stuff. And Walter would just, it was, maybe that's what was making him sick. Just the thought that, maybe that was the mystery illness. The thought of being a good father was just killing him, literally. Mm-hmm. Not that it mattered. Um, cause, you know, clearly they took matters into their own hands. Uh, but yeah, uh, goodbye, Walter. You will not be missed. Um, the actor, amazing. The character, nah. Um, so from there we go to our task force meeting with Vic, and Agent Marks uh just takes this crazy aggressive shift. Is that where, is it, I don't know the names. Is that the um the lady, the, the black yeah. lady lead? Okay. Yeah. She takes this wildly aggressive shift where I'm like, okay, I mean I get it, because you know, you're trying to you you're trying to get your man, but this is And I don't know if it's because, well, no, it's because we don't get a lot of screen time with the, with the law enforcement, Mm -hmm. which I'm not mad at, but like, this is a, it was a complete tone shift, Um, like hyper aggressive to the point where like, even the agents she brought in with her, the ones that were on her team, aside, uh, along with, excuse me, alongside of the, uh, the, the detectives, they're looking at her like, yo, you're doing a lot right now. You coming on Mad Thick, which I just didn't understand uh um the direction, like why they gave her that direction right. of just like be she was borderline like Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad like harsh. It's just like I don't understand. Vic is cooperating. Um mm. and you're 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 doing you're doing the the thing that is his pow- fir- I didn't mean control, but it's his first I mean, day. It's exactly like she was over the top like he hadn't been producing results but it's like this is the the fucking introduction Where he's like you giving him his assignment and you like you better give me some results so i'll put you in. i feel like i agree with you this scene and the later scene with her um very similar tones very over the top with it um and granted maybe that's just how it is maybe she's getting pressure of course she's getting pressure from above but i found her a little very off-putting and maybe that's the point um but yeah, I, d- I didn't understand her logic about it either. It's like you know, you you trying to take down a major criminal organization, you got an inside man, but you got to let him work. You got to let him cook. He ain't gonna be able to just do it off the first day, right? Uh, not and not and, and not get busted. Um, so it's crazy. Yeah, like she she literally did the thing that we hate with the um the the unreasonable villains. Um, she wanted that case solved by in the next 48 hours. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, come on, man. Um, so from there we get, we get CBI, we get Diamond and Tommy celebrating the fall of, uh of Walter and pretty much just talking about his territory and what's to come. Um, not a big scene, but a needed scene. Anything mm-hmm. on that? No, I mean, we, we still, Tommy's full goal in this plan to expand and dam- it, 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 it's the, it irritates me because it's always damned anybody else. Right. Like he's, Whatever he wants, he's going to get, regardless of how it makes sense, regardless of the – really need to carefully plan it out. Um, so it was just more high headedness from Tommy that I'm wishing that they would ultimately correct a little bit because I think they did a good job of dialing back when Liliana was around. But this season, without her being like the the conscious, the Jimity Cricket for, or whatever it is, I feel like he's back on this thing where he doesn't think. He just kind of reacts. Um, so, yeah, that's all I was really thinking about that episode and Tommy in general. Yeah. Indeed, he, he has his moments. Um, so we get a real quick scene with Shanti and Jannard. And, um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, he he kind of asks her, you know, just for a little bit of help and see what's going on. So when he's looking at the, the necklace and the, with the boxing gloves on it, my initial thought was maybe he thought some dude left it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, what did you, I mean, anything major on that scene? Nah, I, mean, I think it, it sets up for later. But yeah, hey. I think this was just a showcase that they, they turned him into a full fiend, like really quickly. Um, and I get it was like a gradual thing, but I feel like they, they turned him into like this drug addict thief, um, which is, you know, always the stereotype, the stereotype of drug addicts. But I feel like they got to that really, really fast. Uh, and we get, we've been seeing them on the slowly downclown the entire series. I mean, season. But I feel like they went to straight out just dope fiend junkie laid out, passed out half the time. Cause you see him three or four different scenes right. and he, he like turned into a full on fiend. And I feel like they just really escalated that. Um, and did really let play out a little bit more naturally. Um, and that's all, but I, I, I know what he was doing. I know he was, I didn't think it was about no other man. He saw something that possibly could be viable and he's already resorting to selling stuff, um, stealing and selling people's small trinkets just to get a little bit of money. Um, uh, so. I think it's just a part of showcasing that he's like a full-on fiend, and that was the point it's of the wild. scene. Yeah, definitely wild. Um, it This gives way to a quick scene with Tommy and Maria, which, truthfully, if we're being honest, I, I mean, this was an okay scene, but overall, I'm not sold on Tommy having a love interest um, yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be a little. bit It could have been a bit more of a slower build, if at most. Exactly, I think. That yeah. The biggest problem with, with this relationship, with Tommy and her, and you know, and of course, the, you know, they finally consummate and all that. This episode is that it's just too. It's too fast, yeah. and it kind of yeah. contradicts her entire personality from when she first met him. When she get- first met him, she knows the shitty stuff her brother Dill is is involved with. She doesn't like it. She doesn't enjoy it. But she helps her brother, you know, out of you know loyalty, and this is my brother. Which we also saw coming ahead, because they they gave they gave her a lot of scenes in this one. Um, which we saw come to the head later. Yeah. But she went from I'm not messing with nobody involved in this lifestyle, especially you, white boy, um, to and we didn't really see why they are connected so much. Why she let him teach her how to drive. Why she went from like ignoring him at the bus stop, walking away from him when he tried to talk to her, not engaging to him, having a boyfriend to all of a sudden now she's deep into Tommy. And I don't see what him. Tommy has done to build this with her. Okay, he told you how to drive, which didn't even make sense. She got 50 brothers. I mean, she got a he brother. Yeah, he flirted with you a bit. And, right. and she lied She lied about dr- not knowing how to drive. Right. <laughs> this was, I, was, yeah, go ahead. They didn't do a good job building this relationship up um, to make me actually like be invested in it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a quick scene. I don't understand what she's talking about. I don't understand how she's going to afford this car. Because <laughs> it makes sense she's a nurse and she's buying Audis and shit. Um, and you know, I don't like the fanciest car on Earth, but it costs money. Yeah, and, for sure. And I was like, is Tommy just going to buy her a car? What's going on here? Why is he, why is he the one she's car shopping with? Um, right. So they like deep in relationship stuff. Like, that's something you do with like your main boo or like your wife. You don't go car shopping with somebody you ain't even slept with yet. So, I don't know. They they haven't built it properly for me. At all. But this scene does give way to um, something that I was afraid was going to get swept under the rug. But they, they got they got to it quick and it's that Miguel's actions have come back to bite him. Um, and we can, we can skip around a little bit. We might as well go ahead and clean up that loose end. Okay. She leaves and, um, she goes to, you know, to, to Dr. Kendall and he knows that she's full of, it. he knows that she knows something, but he's just like, all right, you know, he, cause he asks, her he's like, you know, like why would anyone do this to me? Mm-hmm. It's like, they didn't take anything. They didn't rob me. Like he had on a, a, damn near nicer watch than me right so like and a mexican he pointed right. out that was mexican too right and she she tries to play it off but um yeah she's she's not looking too great and this isn't her fault the actress this is this is writing this is writing because like you said like she she really went from now nah, i'm not messing with you to dumping her boyfriend um or whatever they were she she broke that off um <laughs> after a after a random woman was was shot, uh, and because of it, him just wanting answers. Now he she he definitely shouldn't have pushed up on her so aggressively, for sure. Uh, but that led way to him getting both his hands smashed. Which, like I said, you break one hand, okay? You could, they could have played that off. He could have played that off, or you know he could have just been like, you know, what? I don't know what's going on. I thought these dudes wanted to rob me, but they broke both his hands. And it's just like, yeah, that's going to raise questions Um, for sure. So, you know, this puts Miguel on her radar and it's, and, you know, we'll obviously get to the, the part later on. Uh, there's a quick scene where Diamond goes to attempt to pay off Genard's debt to the Serbs. Um, this is only relevant because uh, the Serbs are on the, you know, as the new, the, the latest crazies. they stand in on business. They were promised something. Gennard, never, you know, they were promised something that was going to cost, that was going to bring them way more money. Um, so that we want either that territory or we want Genard. And this, of course, is going to serve as, as the, the conflict between CBA and, security. and uh, the Serbs. Any thoughts on that? No, I think, like I said, I think this was just a setup scene just to show how deep uh, that the Serbs are still like a force to be reckoned with. Because I think before they really dialed them down a lot this week, like they was the big bad guys in season one, but we haven't really seen a lot of interaction with the Serbs other than a couple of meetings with Claudia or you know a couple of little mentions of them. Uh, but now they like are fully engaged and back being the big bads, um, as we see, of course, by the end of the episode. Right, which we will definitely get to uh, at after this. We get Tommy and and Vic working out a business deal, um, and. It was it was real amicable. Vic's doing a great job of playing it close mm-hmm. and being smart about it, uh, and I also think being very genuine, especially when he talked about how like, hey man, you you actually did try to save me and Gloria, and I should have listened to you, but I got to live with that, right? Um, which and we could talk. You know, I'll let you go into both as well. Uh, this gives way to. <laughs> uh, Vic going to the the reading of the will and Walter's assets. And we're like, Jesus, Walter really hated his daughter um, for no real reason other than her being a woman, which is like, that's crazy. He didn't leave her anything. Now, I don't know if he if he changed stuff like when they were like on the outs, but even still, like. To to go to that length and leave your daughter nothing. She didn't really do anything to Walter worthy of that. And that's your daughter, like who's done nothing but fight for your attention and um and affection and appreciation. Uh so it's just like that was I we oh man, that was I felt b I felt bad for Claudia a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Cause that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. That, that was insane. Same. And I think uh, a lot of this episode um, when Claudia's involvement was trying to humanize you, her. How did you feel about those? Um. Yeah, I, I think yeah. A, lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my bad. So I thought a lot of what they did with Claudia is, is trying to humanize her, not only in this scene but also throughout all the stuff that's happening to her. Um. And even the part where, where we meet her I don't know if she's her ex or some girl she grew up with. All that was yeah. kind of designed to make Claudia, but I think they should have did a better job of building it so we cared more about these bad things happening to her throughout the first year and the second year. I don't think they did a great job of kind of making her more human and now they're trying to do it, but I feel like it might be a little bit too late to to really get people fully engaged in it. But that was the point. A lot of this episode with her interactions was all about, you know, Claudia is not a horrible person. Yeah, she did some shaky things, you know, trying to kill her brother, killing her father. Um, but I think they were just trying to make her humanize so we would have more sympathy when this bad stuff starting to happen to her. But I think they, like, a lot of what's been going on with this series is, is so uneven in the pacing of it that um, it's too late. It's like, by the time you try to humanize her, it's like a little bit too late down the road. But yeah, we, we saw that she got nothing. Um, I, but not that it was much to have. Apparently, um, after they finished talking about it, all they already had was the mansion. Because um, Vic, uh, not Vic, uh, Da wasn't really good about the money. He was hemorrhaging money. They was putting a lot out. Um, but Vic did at least get the mansion where Claudia got nothing, no money, no nothing. So she gets even more taken away from her later. Yeah. Um, so from there we go to the Egan house and we get a, a very, very well acted scene from JP, very emotional scene. Uh, just going through the motions of it all. Um, He has every right to feel the way he he feels. Uh, He finally got his son back and he had to send him away. And he's he's going through it. And his all of his his feelings are valid. Uh, But at the same time, Tommy tells him, like, I know this sucks, but realistically, he this was the right thing to do. This was the safest thing for uh, for uh, Darnell, because the reality of it is. He is a black kid who killed a cop like we could we could go all day right. on you know the realities of what what happens for to people uh, who look like us who stand up to police let alone take their life this was the best move it's a harsh move it's a ter you know it's a harsh harsh terrible feeling move but it's, it was the best course of action. Um, we also get in here that uh, Kate's been missing. Um, and unfortunately, due to Kate's backstory, uh, Tommy's not that concerned because this is just kind of what she does. Which us, the viewer, knowing what she's been up to, at least at, you know, at the time of her coming to grips with uh, Darnell being gone, uh, I got a feeling that this time is going to be different. Um, how, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, and, uh, this made me actually wish JP would have more role because he 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 does appear to be like a really good actor. Uh, the scene did have a lot of like emotion and passion into it. Um But yeah, you, you said it's right. Um, we already know how it is. Even though nobody seems to be asking about this cop, I'm pretty sure at some point they'll bring D Mac back and it'll become a bigger story. But as of right now, nobody seems to care that Sheamus is dead. Nobody's coming around looking for him. Um, they really haven't really talked much about him outside of sending D Mac away. Um, so, I'm curious to see what their long-term goal is. Um, But, yeah, JP, of course, is, is right to do it. Um, He's right to be concerned about Kate because he doesn't know about her her history and behavior. And I still think it's still crazy that they let Kate believe that D-Mac was dead. As opposed right. to just telling her, we sent them away for safety. Even if they don't want to let her know about he him killing the cop. They could just say he got into some mess or, you know, we're nervous about something. Or even, hell, you know what we do. Now, not JP, but she knows what Tommy does. Maybe one of my yeah. enemies is out to get her. So I still feel like that was a bad move to let this woman believe that her grandson is dead. Um, and, and it really pushed her over the edge. So we know she's back probably chasing some coke somewhere uh, or on some binge or something. Um, but yeah, good. I, I will agree it was an excellent scene. Um, good acting by JP. Um I like to see the emotion. Um, and it made me kind of care about him a little bit, which has yeah. been a struggle with me as well. Fair, fair. Uh, so we get a real quick scene where... Vic pretty much lays down the line, which I honestly thought he was going to string her along a little more. Uh, But the fact that, you know, it was written in the will, uh, he just he just decided to rip that bandaid off. He was like, yeah, you and I are done. I know you set me up. Uh, So, yeah, good luck, because I'm taking the I'm taking the guards, too. Um, And I'm working with the guy who who wants to kill you when he finds out if he hasn't already that uh, you killed Liliana, so you're on your own. Right. Um, Which, I was just like, I mean, this was always his goal, but shit. (laughs) Yeah, at first I thought he was going to drag it out a little bit, Um, but I guess he felt like the cops didn't give a shit no more, even though a part of their plan was to help get the sister, but they told him in the first meeting, we don't give a shit about your sister, so um, I think he was like, well, what's the point? Why drag it out? Why try to get close to her? Why try to set her up if the cops aren't going to fulfill the end of the agreement? Um, so I thought they was gonna drag it out a lot more, but they just they just pulled the Band-Aid off immediately, and she's yeah. on her own now. And she makes a real quick scramble move um, because she did have a bit of the partnership with the Serbs, uh, so she got she got a little backup muscle from them. So like she's scrambling at this point. Uh, so we get we get rock bottom, Jannard. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, part one, I should say. Right, because they and, had uh, basically two identical scenes. Exactly. Which is different people finding him. Exactly. Uh first being Diamond, of course. You've seen him in a terrible, terrible place. Um and he's he's like, Look, if you really want back in, you gotta get it together. Um He tells him and he tells him to, you know, clean yourself up. We we find out later that he doesn't. But what did you feel about uh just the the realization from Diamond that yeah. his his brothers strung out? I, mean, I think this more just was kind of Sean his words putting them down. Uh, like I said, I think they sped it up a lot. I think I would have liked it if they would have like built out this drug thing a little bit more. Um, but they did it right, um, and then but it, it did what we ultimately knew they was going to do: It's pushing their brothers back together. And that is a tried and true method across all the powers. Is that you have two people who are close or titled brothers, even or you know, and every it was Ghosting and Tommy in the original. It's it's uh, Tariq and Braden and. Book two is Kanan and he got a homeboy. Um, actually his cousin Jukebox or his homeboy, uh, famous in that one where they fight, they get into a type of bickerman or argument, but then they always ultimately come back together. And that's what they all this was. It's pushing Janar and Diamond back together. Diamond finally sees his brother down out and bad. And ultimately he realizes like, yo, I know we had our beef. I know we had our disagreements, but that's still my brother. We, you know, we grew up together. I loved him my entire life. It's hard to just kind of turn your back on somebody. Um, especially when they are down and out. So he, you know, told his brother, look, I can talk to Tommy, but you got to get your shit right. And that's where it starts. Cause if you going to be a, a strong out, passed out junkie, you, we not going to be able to do nothing with you. Um, so we thought that was going to be enough. It wasn't enough. Um, I think it actually took the second scene with that, that woman. Yeah. Um, I know, I know you said her name earlier. I can't remember her name. Shanti. She, 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 she about to be a prop. So we're going to oh, see yeah. how it's going to happen. Well, yeah, we're going to get there for sure. Uh, so speaking of problems, Mireya has a problem with Miguel, rightfully so, because he's interfering in her life. And this was a, this was a wild scene. Um, cause he's struggling and she's he, telling him, like, look, I, I don't really, like, I don't agree with your life, your lifestyle or whatever, but don't interfere in mine. I don't need you to interject with mine. Like, did you not think about the, the the damage that you've caused not just physically but for like my career and i don't know if this was just miguel like not having his insulin but like he gets really that was really cold to say that you're my like you helping me is your career um and i don't know if that was just desperation i don't think he would go that far in the right state of mind he would probably be controlling for real but like that was that was intense and she's like, well, nah, you're, you know, you're on your own. Um, and we get Abuelita who just appears out of thin air. Um, and she's like, you need to, you need to help your brother. She's like, she, he's your monster. You take care of him. And she gets a clean exit, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about that scene? Um, this was a scene, scene. Um, show some range with the actors involved. Uh, I mean, some of it still doesn't make any sense because it's like, bro, you about to die because you're waiting on this insulin. You can't just hire a nurse to come. But I guess he trusts his sister more than he trusts anybody else. Uh, and then we, we, we're gonna see where it goes from there because now I think it's putting her in a really, really weird situation. Um, she's basically telling her brother, I'm not gonna help you no more. The grandmother wasn't playing that. She's not about that. And she about to start messing with Tommy. And you know, the brother gonna find out eventually. I think they even exactly. talked about it later on when they were talking about, she was like, Tommy, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, we're going to see where this one go. But this is going to be an explosive thing when it comes to what ultimately happens once all this is revealed and everything plays out. Uh, but it, I think it was a good scene. I enjoyed it. Good um, acting, uh, interesting concept. Um, and I, I'm, they, they, they keep giving us the grandmother. I'm, I'm waiting to see what, what her full backstory is if they ever give us that. Right. All right. So, we get a real quick scene in the boxing gym uh, where. We, you know, we get our, re, you know, we get our guy Leon, um, getting some words of wisdom and, uh, we get Diamond reaching out to Shanti to, to get Jannard, you know, cause she, she know, clearly she knew, uh, to get him back on the straight and narrow. Um, he pretty much tells her like, I'm trying to get him back in the CBI, but he's gotta be clean. And she's like, okay, cool. You get the, you get Diamond back in the CBI, you get my territory and this, this other territory that we, you know, are to believe is also very important. Right. Um, that's pretty much to set up what comes later. Why don't you go ahead and talk about Leon's household? Uh, and this was another thing that irritated me with this episode. Um, so we we get to we get to the house. Diamond is in the house. He just finished training Leon, so I guess he bought, it, bought him home. And it's, it's kind of just robbing with the mother, openly flirting with her, like dog you doing this right in front of the son of uh, regardless of what happens and so then you know but he's like not even trying to hide it he's like yeah i'm like dog you doing this right in front of this boy um but i guess he don't it don't matter so he they doing some open flirting and then all of a sudden a guy we didn't even know nothing about because it from what i looked at it she seemed like she was a single mom yeah. um from any of the previous interactions there was no dad in the picture he wasn't around um and a part of that was also why the you know I think they they kind of made it seem like he was, the, the dude was kind of take, getting taken advantage of Leon because he didn't have nobody to teach him these types of things. And that's why Diamond had to step in. So I was a little bit shocked when all of a sudden they were introducing a man, but they had to make him like this stereotypic villain, evil father. And yeah. I just hate when shows take it that far. Like have some nuance to the character as opposed to he's a cartoon version of the evil dad. Yeah. Um And that's all it was. He comes in, who the fuck is this man in my house? Uh, should no man be in here? Snatching drinks out the man's hand, being rude. And I'm sorry, people, maybe they are, but in my experience, when I ever, ever have interacted with people who I could clearly tell didn't want me around or didn't want me talking to like their woman or whatever it may be, it wasn't as aggressive as this was. Um, and then uh, I'm sorry, a lot of it is also, I can't tell, like, people know Diamond is like NCBI, right? The head of CBI. And I'm assuming this is all in this one little neighborhood. I don't see this guy talking to Diamond like that. As reckless as he was, knowing who Diamond is. Because Diamond was in jail. He is not a secret that he... Maybe he's like, oh, I'm not involved in much no more, like making it public. But we know his history. We know he's a, a major uh head of a gang. And the, the fact this dude was talking was so disrespectful, I didn't understand it. Um But yeah, it was just a little bit over the top. Everything dealing with this guy, the, the father was over the top to me. What would you think about him? Exactly. He was he was a bad baby daddy stereotype. He was every Twitter thread Every He was the, the amalgamation of, of every dark skin guy in a Tyler Perry movie. He walks in. It was so, it's like, he's in a jumpsuit holding a can, a, a box of beer. Yeah. Just angry. I'm like, we, do we have to be this on the nose? Like I would have bought it more if he came in kind of like a little quieter and like a little more staring. And like, you know, a little more like muted, but right. like, and then you hear some, some shouting or something like that, or you see like some, some like hinted eye contact between him and her, um, and him and his son, mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, like as soon as this dude's out of here, I'm gonna fuck y'all up. Right. But like, it would have been more effective than me if they would have, if he'd been like, oh, I think it's time for your friend to go or, or right. something like that as opposed to get right. your ass out my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just over the top. It was real. It was borderline black exploitation, and I thought we were past this. Like I really thought we were past this. Not to say that these dudes don't exist, um, but his his characterization only gets worse when we see him later. Um, so we get a real quick scene with uh, Claudia and a friend of hers. Uh, Claudia just kind of going through it, licking her wounds. Rightfully mm-hmm. so, because she really did get screwed over. Um, she's not a great person, but in the grand scheme of things, she got she got did dirty. Right. Um and you know we'll get we'll get back to them later. Yeah, I think so we'll that, get... that was more just more humanizing her, making her exactly. feel like a real person. Exactly. Um and later, I mean well, we'll get to it later. Uh, after that we get Gennard and Tommy just kind of talking strategy as far as uh what we're going to do about the Serbs, um how we you know, we got Vic on we got Vic on the team so we need more bodies to move this product and you know, he pitches letting Gennard back in. And he tells him, like, all right, I'm down. And this is this is like that that kind of that scale tipping back and forth for Tommy or the pendulum. He was very reasonable. Um, uh, but still Tommy. You mm-hmm. know, like he messes up one more time. He did. That's it. Which I I mean, I, I understand there's levels to the ruthlessness, but like to say that to a dude about his own brother, um, Realistically, and I said this, I said this way back when we were talking about, uh, book one. Um, but probably before we even did the recaps, I think it was the episode where we were just talking about my viewing of power off the binge. Dudes like Tommy sink organizations. Uh, just the way he acts and his mannerisms and his, his impulses, he, he ends organizations. Um, and like, if I'm, if I'm diamond, you know, that's a direct threat to my brother especially fresh off of me knowing that my brother is going through like drug issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The game is the game, but that's my blood brother. Um, so, and that's why it's curious to see if Tommy does try to take it there will diamond, like just let him, or will he intercede? So I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to play that out. Um, if we get to that point, because all the threat it's like, uh, they can't keep making all these threats without actually coming. You know, it's, it's clearly setting up for some future confrontation. So i would be curious to see how it happens if if Janelle does mess up or Tommy finds out he is on heroin, um, what's going to be the outcome between him and Diamond? Because I don't see Diamond just say okay, kill my brother and let then let that be the end of it. Especially I think just went through all this thing to get his brother back into the the good graces. So yeah. we'll see. So from here we we might as well talk about this whole club scene in general. There is a quick scene in between that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get Claudia and her friend. And this tripped me out. I didn't recognize Claudia. So when her buddy walks in, in the red, you know, pants and not pants, but the suit jacket with the shorts. There's a girl behind her. That's also got on like a red dress. I thought that was Claudia. Um, So I'm thinking like, this is just some girl she met at the door and she's just walking with her um, with the high ponytail and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like the second half of this scene. I was like, that's Claudia. Like, and I didn't, didn't recognize her. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, she threw in the, the blonde, uh, uh, Ariana Grande ponytail mm-hmm. and pulled it back. And I was like, I don't know if she went and got a tan before they hit the club or what, but like, I did not recognize her. Um, so we get our gratuity, our gratuitous nudity scene. Um, and ever the businesswoman, ever the hustler, uh, Claudia, you know, she's having a good time, but she picks up, on pills being dispersed and ever the businesswoman, she's like, let me see how I can get into this. Um, the girl that she, she kind of chats up is like, Hey, we got to buy our stuff off the street and then push it in here because you can't bring stuff. Um, the, the guests can't bring their own stuff in here, which is a smart, that's a smart business move on the drug front. Not that we condone selling drugs. Let that be known. Um, but yeah, that's a smart, that's a smart, smart play. And Claudia's like, all right, well, let me help you with the supply. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she she apparently has a new angle. Um, how did you feel about that? And go ahead and go from that to uh, Shanti finding Gennard and and Claudia's uh, business proposal. Right. Yeah. So that was that was a unique. Um, <laughs> the funniest part about that scene was like when she asked her if she was a cop, and then I guess she just let her like. <laughs> Reach under yeah. her skirt to like finger her. I was like, how does that answer the question? Uh, but yeah, Claudia Lee's is still on her game. She's trying to, uh, make some moves because right now, like I said, she's out in the wind. She has no money. Uh, she has no flint protection. Uh, she has a temporary protection order with the serves, but they only gonna do that if she can pr- supply something at some point. Um, so she's, you know, she's still on her grind. She still is a smart woman. Um, you can never accuse her of being dumb. Uh, even though she does seem to make some reckless decisions. Uh, so it's good to her to good to see her she's back at least trying to make moves cuz we got to figure out a way to keep her engaged in the show and she can't be engaged in the show if she's just waiting to be Tommy's victim or right. if she's just down on her luck um so this is a new angle um and you said you want me to talk about her uh, so we get the second scene where uh, apparently uh Janelle's favorite thing to do is just shoot up some heroin and fall asleep with pizza in his hand um so we get the boxing i call her the boxing chick all the time i know you said her name and i still can't remember you said her name like three times in this episode shanti shanti um she shows up again catches him strung out passed out of course he does that dope fiend thing it's not that big a deal uh but i think she is the one that finally like gets it to him she's like look um even though it seems like this is a, another fast one they seem like they've been friends for a long time but this relationship part is seems to be relatively new uh but she's holding him down and she's like look I can get you back. We can get back how we were. But you can't do this. You either got to be straight and get it together and then we can make moves or... uh, I think she even says it's either me or the drugs. Um, So, and it seems to to have snapped him out of it. Um, After that, for the rest of the episode, he seems to be getting back on trash. Uh, We don't see him anymore drunken. Not drunken, but high stupors anymore. Um, So, he seems to be back on his guard. Um, guard. So, sometimes it it takes a strong woman to really... um, Build up a man. Indeed, indeed. Um, and then you said the last part was, of course, Claudia does. Ultimately, and I think a, a few scenes later, comes to him, Jannar, and offers him access to this stripper proposal. Um, Even though I don't really understand it fully, because she, in this situation, is getting the drugs herself. Why does she need Jannar just to give it to the strippers? Can't she just... I mean, I, granted, you don't want to be the one um physically dealing drugs if you can get somebody else to do it on your behalf, but I didn't understand why she was bringing this deal to Gennard when it seems like she's going to start us at a small scale and she could probably just slide these women herself. Um, so I didn't understand that part of it. The logic. I think, I think she just wanted, because I think at the time she didn't know that, that, uh, he was, he was working on getting back with CBI. I think she wanted him as the, the foil to CBI if the CBI were to try to like, you know, interfere. Um, she wanted, she needed the, the black street help. I think I think that's what her her angle was at the time. Just in case things with the serbs fell through. Um, you know, she's got options. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's you know, Shanti speaks some some words of wisdom into him, gets some speaks a fire into him, and the next day he's drinking like a, a green smoothie and a uh, a salad <laughs> and he's he's full on detox. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems at the moment like uh yeah, Shanti's Shanti, you know, she's really about him. Um, we get a quick scene where uh, Vic makes his tail, which, you know, uh, not super heavy. But again, just kind of plays more into the issue with uh, Agent Marks being too heavy handed. And yeah. it's, it's it's eventually going to get one of those agents killed. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's we, what i was saying. The same thing was like, dog, I get y'all trying to, like, make sure he's doing his job but. You gotta get that man some leeway, or you're gonna end up right. blowing the whole thing up. Exactly. Um, we get another we get a quick scene of uh Diamond for some reason. Well, not I mean, he's not for some reason. He he is genuinely concerned about Leon. Um but like, you know, he him seeing firsthand his uh his his relationship with his dad. And clearly his dad was his first bully. Right. Um, if not his worst. And also, uh, I think what happened the week before when, when we talked about his dad being a bad dad. Cause normally yeah. I was like the same thing. Why does he care so much about, I mean, I get it. You know, nobody want to see nobody getting abused, but he doesn't know this kid that heavy that he's that invested in it. But it got to be just kind of the cycle back of this shame shit happened to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and it's really hitting him in a personal way. So. It's good to see that they use, because I feel like last night they just throw a random character in his father dying. But it's good they're using that to kind of really build Diamond out, uh, exploring some of his back history and kind of what motivates him now. So, um, but like, again, this scene was just over the top. Yeah. Why is he so mean to his son? Broad daylight. There's, a, there's neighbors sitting outside. He just doesn't care. He's just like, I'm going to be a complete ass to my son to quote unquote toughen him up. Um, and it's just like, I don't understand. He, well, no, I, I mean, I guess I get his logic. It's the it's tough love, but it's the the extreme of tough love. You're going to either create a psychopath um, and then you're going to be like, I didn't raise him like this. Or he's just going to be, you know, he's just going to shut down, um, you know, in the mo- maybe the if he lives long enough. The moment he he escapes his father's clutches, he, he just goes away and is just like a shell. Um, so, yeah. There's that uh, we get Tommy meeting with Mirkovich and the most poignant part about this scene is that Mirkovich tells him like you're a pirate and this, this is, this has sort of been Tommy's issue since he arrived in Chicago. He doesn't, he doesn't respect protocol. He mm-hmm. does what he wants. Um, he moves how he wants. He, you know, he doesn't care about borders and that's, that's where chaos ensues without order chaos is is easily let in obviously you know we don't condone crime organized crime or any crime for that matter but they at least have rules and as i said earlier dudes like tommy bring down empires because they don't they don't operate under they either don't operate under or they exploit borders for their own gain, and and they don't care about the the outcomes and who it may affect um, and the, the, the line is laid on the table. Like we want that property, um, one way or another. And Tommy being, you know, tough guy, Tommy is like, just see what happens. If you try to take those, take those projects from us. Right. Uh, how did, how did you feel about this scene? And, uh, go into, a <laughs> dad of the years, uh, exit from the, from this episode, at least uh, for the time being. I think you really, um, kind of re-summarized the, the scene with Tommy, as, as big as possible. I mean, as best as you, I mean, already well. Um, because you're right. Ever since he's been to Chicago, he act like it ain't no rules. that don't apply to him. He could take over a city he don't know nothing about. Who, the damn who he crosses, damn who he offends. Um, he just doesn't really think about his actions. So I, I'm glad somebody called him on it. Um, you know, so I, I, that, I think that was a really, really well done one. As far as the next scene, now we see, Not only is he an abusive dad, he's also a cheater. He's also on cocaine. Oh my God. (laughs) He's doing all the, 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 any stereotype they can fit on this man, they didn't put on this man. Well, I feel sorry for that man in his, in his, um, future (laughs) acting career. Right. And it made him just horrible off the bait. Um, yeah. You gotta pay me extra. You gotta pay me extra. Right. So he goes into the thing (laughs) of, um, (laughs) so then of course he gets confronted by Diamond. Diamond calls him out. Hey, you don't love that woman. You don't care. You hate your son. Leave him alone. And we learned that he, like most bullies, is not as bad as he played himself to be because Diamond chokes him out immediately. He doesn't put up any defense. He doesn't. Uh, granted, he probably is high. So I don't know what he could do that high and drunk. Um But Diamond basically says leave this family alone. Um, now, Um Is that good or bad? I don't know. Because now you're basically telling this man to abandon his family. You don't know. Even though he's an abuser. You don't know if he, they depend on his check to live. You don't know how, if that's how they eat, how they pay their bills. So unless he's about to step in and like replace the father, which maybe they are setting that up. I don't know. I don't know if I like his approach to just telling the guy to leave his family. Um, cause they may leave them destitute and it already seemed they already in the hood. So it's, but you also like he is abusing them. So he did the right thing by getting them away. Um, but it's a complicated thing. What'd you think about it? Um, I think it's definitely going to cause problems for diamond. I don't see this guy as being the guy that's, I mean, who knows? He might, he might play the reckless angle and, um, and just leave or that, or he might just try to, you know, shoot at diamond or something like that. Another angle that I could see is him looking into diamond and getting in contact with his PL. Yeah, cause um, we haven't seen the PL in a while. Exactly. So, but yeah, I was just like, why do, as soon as that scene started, I was like, why does he have to be on drugs too? Like, is this necessary? You know, is this necessary? Drunk, abusive, drugs, cheater, cheater. like in broad daylight. Um, Snorting cocaine. Whatever. Is that, I don't know where he is. Yeah, work because that is job. I'm <laughs> like, yo, this is this is just bad. Like, maybe this actor lost a bet and he had to he had to take this role or something. But like, this is just. I thought they stopped writing roles like this for black men, um, but who knows? Maybe they really wanted to hammer this point home that this guy is probably going to meet a horrible end. Um, so we don't want any questions of whether or not he deserved it. Yeah. Uh, I can see him yeah. probably doing something stupid and it'll be a more permanent ending to him. Right. Uh, so from there, we we get sort of Claudia's um, final scene of the episode. Again, um, I think, I, I, you know, the more and more you said, I was like, yeah, this episode was definitely about humanizing Claudia because, yeah, she's finally free of her father's grasp and granted she did want to work with her brother and maybe have an actual brother sister bond outside of their father's competitiveness um but yeah she screwed that up by trying to have vic killed so i don't feel bad for her on that point um but she's she's officially standing on her own um and i'm glad she told her friend like let's take this slow because we don't need a claudia love angle Mm -hmm. um So, anything on that before we? uh, We barely need Diamond's love angle. Yeah. But, uh. I think you just summarized it up nicely. I think this is like another example of trying to make her more human, more sympathetic. Um, and I think that was the entire point of this episode, really trying to rebuild her, um, especially after she had plotted to kill her own brother. It was one thing, okay, it was clear The dad, he was really bad to her. Vic has not really been bad to her like that. So, for her not to even want to warn her brother out of her own just greed, because uh, she only did it because she was like, the dude told her, like, if your brother stood around, they still not going to trust you. Even though that doesn't make sense, because the way they treat women, she's not going to be in charge of anything dealing with those Irish people. And I don't understand why she can't get that to her own head. Um, but yeah, this was just a humanizer again. And it worked. I think I think yeah. you did feel a little bit more sympathetic to her by the end of the episode. Yeah, so speaking of humanizing people, we get a, a pretty nice scene between um, Jannard Diamond... And uh, Tommy, where um, you know Diamond and Gennard plead their case, and um, he 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 effectively lets Gennard back in, um, and Tommy you know lays out the ground rules, but we do see that he's not fully you know he, he he's still watching like he definitely sees that something's kind of up, um so. We're gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of separate these two episodes. Well, not these two episodes. These two scenes they do intersect. Um, This 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 love angle with Tommy was paced horribly. Um, He comes to to find her at the hospital, and and what a jerk who shows up at my job? Yeah, especially especially a medical facility. You don't do that. You're gonna get her fired exactly like she don't work at walmart like right, this yeah. is a this is a hospital professional you know what environment like, crazy man come Were you? yeah i mean he was making a scene like you yeah to get this woman fire exactly um and i did i did respect her concern like hey the last guy i was involved with got his hands busted and he didn't even i mean he he pushed up he was a little aggressive but he didn't do anything super crazy it's not like he blacked my eye or anything like that again we are not advocating for men putting their hands up on women. He was a little aggressive. um, But I, you know, it, this was, this was a brother doing what he's supposed to do for his sister, but taking it a bit too far. Um, But, and we might as well go into the, the after of that, he gets called away. And like I said, like the, the, you know, I, I kind of want you to stay away from me for your own safety, because I don't want my brother and Tommy being a tough guy. I can take care of myself, you know, which we get, but at the same time, it's like she knows her brother, and and we're just—I'm just gonna skip ahead to the outcome before we get to the main, the main event. But like the whole, you know, I want you, and I—I I was so worried. I understand being worried, but like this, this feeling of existential dread when you found out that it could have been him, and what's coming up. And you know you're crying, and you you spend the night, and all this, and we we will save that particular part for for very last. How did you feel? What do you feel about this this love connection pace? I thought it was rushed. Um, I don't understand it. She's uh, it's like it betrayed who she was in the first episode. I, 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 mean, I, I wish she would have played harder to get. Right. Um, I just think, like you said, I think the pacing was just very off, and I don't understand why. And, 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 and granted. I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, they got this unbreakable chemistry or whatever, but I don't even see that when I see them interacting. Uh, so for her to be this heavily invested in him or him in return invested in her, cause why does he care so much about her? At this point, this is just some random girl that he met and through the course of his day. Why is he so in love with her? Um, and that's what they making it come off as is they both like deeply in love with each other when they barely know each other. Um, so yeah, I think the pacing is just off. Um, they could have done a much better job of building this relationship uh but they just kind of like pushed them and rushed them together and i think it's just like they think this is just something that's needed in tv shows yeah and then you got to have like some type of romantic interest regardless of what the show even like this show is not a romance show um but i think starting from back in the original one when they had the whole ghost and angela thing that that's what they're trying to always turn it into it has to be some type of relationship in turmoil uh people on opposite sides of things that shouldn't be really be together but they can't help the the chemistry is just undeniable uh, and I think that's just what it is but they have not done a good job of it at all the pacing is, is just not good um, they had they drawn it out a little more they could have made it a little more believable but yeah everything that you said and then some um, holy crap now we've seen some heavy handed overboard um, <laughs> acts of force in this series between all three series that we've you know that are you know immediately connected this was insane uh the serbs pull up in this project broad um, daylight broad daylight now grenade launchers that was the part that that blew me like okay you know the the machine guns and the handguns i get it but to pull out grenade launchers i was like that's too much right yeah, all found and, these in the prop department, and you said, "Let's do it." It was too much. Right, it was We're like, spend the whole budget <laughs> oh my on this God. one episode. We gonna make it as crazy as possible. But they like yeah, they shooting up, they blowing up shit, and then you see old boy with the head. I need to get them earphones. He had on. <laughs> the whole hood getting shot up, grenades, bombs blowing up, and he is still just jamming. This what was man, he listening to? I don't know. But why did Big Smurf use him as a as a human <laughs> Got him shot up I thought he was trying to like get him out of there. Right, I don't know how he didn't right, right. recognize that people were blowing up beside him. Also, I'm like, this is counterproductive on the serves part because it's like you can't, you can't blow up half a, uh, you can't blow up the half the projects and then be like, we gonna sell drugs here. Like, nah, bro. And how are they even gonna sell drugs? They they gonna stand out like sore thumbs, white boys selling drugs in the hood exactly i don't understand what's going on with this this planet is i i can say they just wanted to supply the drugs to the hood and maybe that's what it is um but i don't think they want like people out there like they must want to just supply the hood um but it ain't gonna be much hood left because they blew the hood up and how crazy is that everybody comes to this girl's hospital man like her hospital supposed to be the one hospital in all of chicago because d Mackie went to the hospital um the the project gets shot up they go to her hospital uh, I mean, we get it, it's for TV, but it's just a little silly. And if she's all invested, oh my god, how does she even know Big Smurf? I was, thinking Big that, Smurf? I was thinking the same thing, too. I was like, how does she know Smurf? But, yeah, it was... I was, You know, when it first started, I was like, oh, okay, they're about to do this. And, like, the the grenade launcher comes out, that's like the second shot fired. Right. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is too much. This is entirely too much. This is entirely too much. Um, I hope Smurf survives. I hope they don't take him out, take them too soon from us like they did uh, BG. Uh, but, yeah, I was just like, this is <laughs> this is insane. This is entirely too heavy handed. So speaking of heavy handed. Wow. Uh, we already talked about. Uh, we, we you know, we kind of get one more scene with Agent Marks laying it on way too thick with Vic. Um, do we I mean, do we need to. Now, I think we already kind of talked about it. Like, yeah. she's just over the top with it. And, and story life has been maybe three days, yeah. it seems like. And, and like I said, we all, the pacing is always weird on the show. You never know how much time has already passed. But it seems like he's been on the task force, under the task force's thumb for about three days. And she wants him to have delivered all kinds of evidence. Like, that's not how it works. At all and you should she should know as a long, she's not like new she's ahead of a test or she's a long time law enforcement person she's had to have worked her way up to get to where she is now so the fact that she doesn't know how to properly get an investigation going seems crazy exactly so we get a quick scene uh we get the scene that we, were, we, we mentioned earlier where she comes to his place um we get our gratuitous love scene and um we are in the midst of this we get vic saying that like yeah uh so far so good on my my secret mission but tommy got to go too um he, so tommy is officially on his hit list as well um and from there again on the heavy handedness uh shanti's a sleeper radical uh <laughs> Boss villain. She tired of these white people stealing her shit, and she's sick oh, of it. Which I get, but again, this was another tone shift that was just like, "Who is this? Who's this character?" Mm-hmm. Like so she's you know, not. Was, she was not anywhere close to she's been into, to now. And all of a sudden, she. I mean, we knew she was of course a leader. She had a crew and all that type of stuff.
1: But right. she went like
0: full on craze mode. Like, no, no, we got his ass now. Like she, she's like the the true mastermind. So I'm. I'm it made me actually care a little bit more about her. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this. Like, what is she going to do with this information? What is she going to do with like, to really get Tommy? Um, Is this, is this something that's going to happen this season? Or are they setting up for some type of long-term goal down the line? Um, So I'm interested to see what they do with her. Ultimately, this is, this is um, some interesting stuff with this, this, this changing this character. And I would have appreciated it more if it was like a little gradual, Mm -hmm. like he just got back in that day and she, you know, she, she rips off the cloak, and she's got, like, minions hiding in the corners, and it's just this, she turns into this evil villain, and I think it was just the delivery, like, I'm not, I totally understand her, her stance, but this was, it was super heavy-handed, um, and is just like, what, because even he's caught off guard, he's just like, what, (laughs) like, what is going on here, um, and she, she, at least on the surface gets him on board. But like when she walks away, he's like, what the, what in the world is happening right now? Like, was this like, was this all, I don't know. Maybe he's going through the motion to like, I clearly didn't know her as well as I thought I did. Mm -hmm. Was this her, was this her goal all along? Um, But it's going to be interesting to see uh, how, how well she, she plays this. Um, Now onto the, to the final scene. Go for it. Uh, and the final scene is when we see the, uh, the return of another ghost, uh, which is always a theme on these power shows. But out of the blue, Tommy is in post-coital um, thought. And <laughs> <laughs> they call it, they call it uh, what is it, uh, post-not clarity. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he it's gets like, a visit a from the, uh, the first great love of his life who not only is she back, she's pregnant in this fantasy. Um, so I don't, did he learn, when did he learn that she was pregnant when he killed her? Did we ever, I can't remember. I he must have learned at some point. I feel like, I feel like he saw, or someone, someone mentioned the, um, oh, I want to say, and don't quote me on this, I want to say Tasha mentions it offhandedly before she finds out that Holly's dead. Um, I think he said like Holly ran away or left, and um I think Tasha says something to the effect that, like, she was just nervous because, you know, she thought she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see Tommy do one of those stare off into the distance things. Um, but, yeah. Um, so. I it got spoiled for me on my end because I often watch TV with subtitles. And it goes to that scene and it's, um, you know, he's standing at the map. And then at the bottom of the screen it says Holly. And then the the text I was like, shit! <laughs> I can't believe I did this to myself. I spoiled myself with the captions, all because I, I my hearing is bad. Um, but yeah, she pretty much does what all the ghosts that pop up in this series do, and they're pretty much they're their their conscience, they're their inner monologue of like, yeah, you're probably gonna screw this up. Um, and he's, it says something. The ghost says something very poignant that's been a thing since since book one. You cannot have both. You can't live this life and have the fairy tale love. It doesn't work. Um, Holly was his best chance. Um, Maria clearly is not about this life. It's going to have to be one or the other. Um, We saw it with Tariq. We saw it with ghost. Um, It's one or the other. And you got to figure it out because one way or another, the other one is going to be taken from you. So it's best you, you make that decision for yourself sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a very interesting ending. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to see him start to kind of push her away a little bit. Um, No, no, he's not. It's Tommy. We're talking about, he thinks he can have it all. Um, Something's going to happen to her or in her vicinity. Then he's gonna to start to push her away, um, and that's where the episode ends. Any any thoughts on that that ending and the episode as a whole? No, I mean I think it was overall a pretty good episode. Um, some of the stuff was like, of course, like it always is, patchy. Uh, pacing was off, weird, um, but I think it was strong. I think it sets up some nice stuff going forward. Um, we've got to see where all this stuff is going. Hopefully, they can get a handle on these romantic relationships and make us care about them a little bit better. Um, but so far still good. I'm still committed to the show. I'm still gonna keep watching. So as long as every week they keep me watching, then they, they did their job. What'd you think? Any final thoughts? Um, again, the usual pacing issues. Um, but at this point, we're still here. So frustrating though they may be, they're not they're not deal breakers for us. Um definitely not for me. And um as long as they're they're putting out decent to to above decent to great. To amazing sh- episodes, we're still going to keep up with this as long as we can. Um, so, as always, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we're going to see what what comes next week. Be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. You can find this episode as well as other episodes under the PLP Podcast. Pretty much wherever you can find all podcasts, and you can find myself Triple D of the Off the Clock Podcast at O F F T H A Clock Podcast. So again, as always, I'm one half of your host, Triple D, and he is. Scott And we'll see you guys next time.